Hi guys and welcome to another episode of the Meet Medley podcast. Now this episode is a little bit different as you can see if you're watching on YouTube, not the usual decor here. I'm actually back on holiday in England, back in the UK with my parents. So please excuse the slightly unusual decor. It's pretty cold here at the moment. So yes, I've got a fire that side, <laughs> an actual fire. Uh, this is not a green screen or anything that is an actual fire. Uh, if you're listening on the podcast, thanks very much for tuning in. Now, this is a, a slightly different episode. It's an impromptu episode. And because uh, I'm on a holiday, I wasn't really planning on recording anything, although I have released a couple of interviews. So I made this video because I made this episode because I've actually got COVID at the moment. And uh, as far as I know, this is the first time I've actually had COVID at all. Uh, in what four years or so since COVID's been out. Now I know COVID's a bit of a whoa. Don't talk about COVID on YouTube. But I'm not going to be bagging on COVID or really discussing vaccines or anything that much. So hopefully I'm not going to get banned off YouTube for talking about it. I want to make this episode to talk about COVID and my experience of COVID so far, and how it's been on the carnivore diet. Because I've seen a lot of people talking about COVID lately, saying it's coming back. You know, it's really hitting them hard. You know, people in the carnivore community forums, you know, discussing like what are they what are they doing about it? What what do we do about it? What can we do about it? What should we do about it? You know, what do we do with carnivore and COVID? You know, all these kinds of things. So I wanted to make a quick video, a quick episode, just to talk about that kind of stuff, a little bit about how I've experienced COVID and what I think has kind of helped me to deal with it and what I am currently doing at the moment. Now, none of this should be constituted as direct medical advice. That is the disclaimer here. Uh, I'm not going to say, you know, don't get vaccines or anything like that. No, look, that's not what I'm saying here. What I'm going to be talking about is my experience and what I am doing to help myself. So that being said, a uh, little bit about the carnivore diet. If you're watching this, if you're new to the podcast, the channel, welcome. Thank you for tuning in. I'm Dr. Suresh Kawadka. I am a GP and lifestyle physician and I am a carnivore, carnivore doctor. I've been doing carnivore for almost 18 months now. No, actually, no, that's not true. About about 15 months now or so. And it's been absolutely amazing. It's absolutely changed my life. Now, if you want to know more about carnivore, go back through previous episodes and uh, and have a look at all of those. Uh, make sure you check out the playlist for the Meat Medic podcast. Of course, this is uh, one of the episodes. If you're listening on the podcast, thank you very much for tuning in. Again, as always, I'm going to be referencing some papers. I'll put links in the episode description for you to check out at your own leisure, of course. So uh, if you're new to carnivore, carnivore diet is a basically diet where we're just eating meat. That's pretty much all it is. There's a number of variations out there like lion diet, you know, the kind of strict carnivore diet, uh, relaxed carnivore, um, you know, animal-based diet is another variation, which is quite a difference because of carbs as well. Um, what I'm currently doing is a slightly relaxed carnivore diet, almost slightly into an animal-based diet, actually, but I'm not quite doing that much on the carbs, at least not right now. And I'm going to talk a little bit about carbs in this episode, so people, please don't freak out that I'm talking about carbs on a carnivore diet. They are not the end of the world. We don't need to fear them that much. Okay, so that being said, if you're wanting a guide on carnivore diet, make sure you check out uh, the episode uh, description where I'll put links for uh, guides on the carnivore diet that you can get from my website. So let's get into it. So I've got COVID at the moment and I started to get unwell around uh, what, Tuesday, Wednesday, and it's now Friday 
here in the UK. So I'm on about day three at the moment and I feel fine. I feel absolutely fine. I feel almost entirely normal. Um, very, very slight cough, nothing much. Uh, I've got some sinus pains. Um, this one particular, my left sphenoid sinus, is a bit uncomfortable. Uh, but other than that, I really don't actually have many symptoms at all. And I haven't had any vomiting, haven't had any diarrhea, haven't had really had any chest pain, breathlessness, you know, any of those things, uh, which I was worried about if I would get COVID and if I would get those things, because I have a history of pericarditis and I actually had it from the two of the COVID vaccines. Um, not saying that you shouldn't get the COVID vaccines. YouTube, please don't censor me. But I did have that from the COVID vaccine. So I was always wondering if and when I do get COVID, will I get pericarditis again? Will I get myocarditis? I've had that before as well. So I am at risk. Thankfully, touch wood, I actually haven't really had any issues at all. So no chest pain, no breathlessness, no vomiting, no diarrhea. Did have some headaches, had some ear pain, had some disequilibrium. So kind of, I was climbing up the stairs the other day and I did feel slightly dizzy. Um, but other than that, I've really had no real symptom. Um, but I actually attribute that to doing the carnivore diet. Now, I'm not saying the carnivore diet is a cure for COVID. No, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that everyone that, that gets COVID should do the carnivore diet. No, I'm not saying that either. What I'm saying is that I believe that doing the carnivore diet has helped me to probably not contract COVID previously, but also now that I have, to actually deal with it a lot better, give myself the best chance of not actually getting that much symptoms and actually improve my chances, hopefully, of not getting long COVID, which is really important. I don't really wanna get long COVID. I'm gonna talk a little bit about that as well. Um, the other symptom that I have noticed, which kind of really alerted me to it actually, was I've lost my sense of smell. Now, I've never had a great sense of smell. Anyone that knows me knows I've never had a great sense of smell anyway. But yes, I have lost my sense of smell. I opened some cheese up the other day uh, and uh, yesterday, in fact, and I kind of, it was some Stilton. And if you know anything about Stilton, it's pretty smelly. Literally nose up to the Stilton. I could not smell it. And I said to my wife, you know what? I think this might be COVID. And then she actually sent me a message that we got from her in-laws because we've been staying there with a couple of days for a couple of days saying that they've actually come down with COVID. So there you go. Pretty much, yes, guaranteed COVID. Uh, before anyone says anything, we didn't know we had any symptoms when we were there with them. Uh, we only got unwell when we were actually there. So we didn't knowingly give it to anyone. Please don't think we did that. We would never do that. Um, Carnivore, I think, has helped me and it's helped my family. My kids have had next to no symptoms whatsoever. Uh, they're all in bed now upstairs. Baby Noah, uh, he's five and a half months old now, so he's pretty robust. Uh, he's had a little bit of fever overnight last night and he's pretty sniffly, uh, but some saline rinse up his nose has kind of sorted that out and just some, you know, paracetamol, ibuprofen. Here and there has really helped him with that as well, but he's pretty much doing fine. My wife is doing pretty much absolutely fine. Like me, she's had she had pretty much about 24 hours worth of symptoms, and then they've they've disappeared as well. Um, the family, extended family, my brother and my mum who live here, 
uh, my mum's house, they are they've been hit a little bit harder. Uh, my brother has been yeah pretty fatigued, pretty tired, uh, pretty exhausted. Uh, my mum has been complaining of pretty severe headaches, you know, pretty bad sore throat on and off, just feeling wiped out, really tired, lethargic, really not wanting to do very much. They're they're fine, they're okay, they're fine, but they're not, you know, they're not doing as well as we are. And again, I put that down to the carnivore diet, you know, we're doing it, they're not. Obviously, there's other risks, there's other factors that go into it, of course. I don't know, there's people in the comments going to be saying, ah, everyone's different. Yeah, I know that, I know that, of course. But I think it's just pretty coincidental. And this, I think, actually has some merit. I think it has some basis to it. I'm going to talk a little bit about some studies in a moment. Um, but we know from research that COVID hits people harder if they're metabolically unwell. We know it hits people harder if they don't have as good vitamin D levels and get as much sunshine. Uh, now, I mentioned I'm back here in the UK. Now, my, my in-laws, my brother, etc. you know, they don't get much sunshine. They probably don't have a great vitamin D level. I've come from Australia where we do get quite a bit of sun. And I am a bit of a sun worshipper now since going COVID, since going uh, carnivore, sorry. Uh, I have become a bit of a sun worshipper and because uh, I just don't really burn as readily. And so my vitamin D levels are probably through the roof. <laughs> and I made sure to sunbathe quite a few days before we came out to the UK because I knew I wasn't really going to get any real sunshine over here. So I made sure to actually get a good dose of sun. So I think that's probably helping me as well. Um, but carnivore helped me to get metabolically healthy, uh, get rid of all my insulin resistance, boost my testosterone, reduce my stress levels, improve my sleep, improve my vitamin D. All of these are going to be massively boosting my immune system which is going to be giving me huge benefit when it comes to uh, COVID. And this is what we see in literature, particularly around long COVID as well. Okay, so, so I'm going to bring up a few little studies here. So uh, number one, this metabolic profile of patients with long COVID, a cross-sectional study. Now, again, as, as always, I'm going to put links to the uh, articles in the episode description. Uh, so I just want to read a little bit from the abstract here. I'm not going to go into all of these papers super in-depth. No, this is not that kind of video. I just wanted to do like a little kind of quick update, you know, talk a bit about COVID, my experience of it now, finally had it, and how I think carnivore has helped me. And maybe what you might want to do if you're on a carnivore diet and if you get COVID. So metabolic profile of patients with long COVID, a cross-sectional study. So this was a study released in uh, 2023, actually, uh, in March, uh, in the, uh, published online from the Nutrients Journal. And uh, just to read a little bit from the abstract here, our main findings show that abnormal metabolic profiles, such as high, high body mass index measurement and high triglyceride, glycated hemoglobin A1C, or HbA1c, and ferritin levels are more prevalent in worse long COVID presentations, such as pre previous hospitalization and more long-term symptoms. This prevalence may suggest a propensity for patients with long COVID to present abnormalities in the markers involved in cardiometabolic health. Now, basically what that's saying is that um, markers of, you know, kind of poor metabolic health, like raised HbA1c, 
for example, diabetes, you're going to tick that box pretty much by default. High triglycerides, again, people who are metabolically unwell have high triglycerides typically. High ferritin levels are usually associated with uh, metabolically associated fatty liver disease as well as poor metabolic health as well. And what they're basically saying here is there, there are more, they are more prevalent in worsening long COVID presentations. Now, what they're not saying is that these cause long COVID. And they're not saying that if you have long COVID, you have these. They're also not necessarily saying that long COVID causes these. <coughs> Excuse me. But they're also not saying that these cause long COVID. So this is just merely an association. This is a cross-sectional study. It's really just an association. You can't prove causation. But what they're saying is, if you have poor metabolic health, you're more likely to get long COVID. Now, I've had COVID for three days, two, three days. I'm not anywhere near that long COVID. But given I feel perfectly fine and I don't have anything that's remotely likely to cause long COVID, then the chances are I'm going to be fine. And I believe that carnivore has helped me with that significantly because that's really improved my metabolic health. Going to this article here, Cardiometabolic Syndrome, an Emergent Feature of Long COVID, uh, published in Nature Reviews Immunology, uh, in what, 2022, it looks like. Yeah, 24th of May, 2022. I'm just going to scroll down a little bit because it's a bit of a long article. Just to highlight a point here. Interestingly, many of the hallmark signs of CMS, which is cardiometabolic syndrome, are shared risk factors for enhanced SARS-CoV-2 associated disease, which basically means long COVID. Obesity, diabetes, and hypertension, all of which are end-stage disease products of CMS, cardiometabolic syndrome, which is otherwise known as metabolic syndrome, are also strong predictors of COVID-19-induced hospitalization. Interesting. So what they're basically saying there is, if you've got signs of poor metabolic health, you're more likely to get long COVID, and also you're more likely to do worse with COVID. You're more likely to be hospitalized with COVID if you've got poor metabolic health. And this is something I see with a lot of my patients who get COVID. The ones that do better are the ones that are healthier. I mean, it's not really rocket science. Look at another study here again. Again, as always, you know, links in the episode description. Long COVID, metabolic risk factors and novel therapeutic management published in Nature Reviews Endocrinology in 2021. Just highlight a paragraph here. Cardiometabolic conditions, including type 1 and type 2 diabetes mellitus, are associated with severe COVID-19 and long COVID as well. Interventions to target multiple risk factors combined with use of novel glucose-lowering agents that improve metabolic function and the key processes that are impaired in COVID-19 should be the preferred therapeutic options for management of people with long COVID. Now, again, this is not saying that metabolic health is the key, but it's basically saying that metabolic health is really, really important. Now, this one's focusing on kind of type 1, type 2 diabetes, but the point is really taken that metabolic health is actually really important. And if we just go back to this little bit here, we're saying, you know, the use of essentially medications or therapeutics, any kind of therapeutic, uh, you know, kind of implementation that improves metabolic function should be the preferred therapeutic option for management of people 
with long COVID. So again, they're saying if you can improve your metabolic health, you're likely to do better with long COVID. And long COVID, the main treatment should actually be to improve your health. <coughs> Excuse me, I have got COVID, I'm coughing slightly. That, you know, is to improve your health. Okay, I just want to bring up this paper here. So this is a paper, uh, Long COVID and Overview. Again, links as always in the episode description, published in, uh, in 2021. And uh, this is again, quite a bit of a, a long article here. And it's a pretty reasonable article if you want to read it. But I wanted to go down to just this Long COVID real world situation or scenario rather, just to talk a little bit about, you know, why is this important? Why am I even talking about Long COVID? And how could, you know, maybe Carnival actually help you to get rid of long or prevent long COVID or help you if you did have long COVID. So a report from reading from the article here now, a report from Italy found that 87% of people recovered and discharged from hospitals showed persistence of at least one symptom, even at 60 days. Of these, 32% had one or two symptoms, whereas 55% had three or more. Fever or features of acute illness were not seen in these patients. So this is basically long COVID. So 87% of people showed some sort of long COVID by 60 days. Uh, the commonly reported problems were fatigue, quality of life worsening, dyspnea, joint pain and chest pain. Cough, skin rashes, palpitations, headache, diarrhea and pins and needles sensations were other common symptoms. Patients also reported inability to do routine daily activities in addition to mental health issues such as anxiety, depression, and post-traumatic stress disorder. So pretty significant things for long COVID. And this is why we want to really be trying to prevent long COVID as best we can. Now, again, just you know, looking back at these other articles here, we know one of the best ways to avoid long COVID or reduce long COVID is to be metabolically healthy. The best way for me that I have found myself to be metabolically healthy is the carnivore diet. That has given me that metabolic health. It's given me the ability to lose body fat. I've still got a tiny little bit to go, but it's given me the ability to lose body fat, to build muscle, to reduce my fasting insulin, reduce my fasting triglyceride levels, improve my HDL level, my high density lipoprotein, massively reduce my high sensitivity CRP, hugely reduce my homocysteine level, improve my testosterone, reduce my cortisol, you know, improve my chronic stress markers. All of these things Carnival has helped me do. And I believe that is going to give me the best fighting chance to not get long COVID. And if I do, to kind of get through it as quickly as possible. So carnivore, I think, could be a really good option for people who are wanting to either avoid long COVID or reduce their risk of it, you know, as significantly as possible. Or if they are suffering from long COVID, carnivore could be a really good option because it's going to likely give you the best metabolic health you can you can really get. Now, I mentioned at the start of the episode, I'm doing a very slightly relaxed carnivore and I mentioned also about carbs. So let's talk a little bit about what I'm actually eating right now. So for the first day I had symptoms, I actually didn't really eat very much at all. And I actually mostly fasted just because I actually wasn't hungry. I didn't intentionally fast. I just wasn't really very hungry. And I listened to my body. 
and I eat intuitively. And I don't want to eat if I'm not hungry because I believe that's my body telling me something. My body's telling me don't eat because either it wants autophagy or whatever it is. If you're not hungry, why are you eating? The whole, oh, you've got to keep up calories and no, that's rubbish. I've got plenty of calories right here that I need to get rid of. No, no, I don't need to eat for the calories. My body tells me what to do. If I'm not hungry, that means don't eat. So I actually didn't really eat for pretty much the whole of the first day. I don't know whether that made a difference or not. I don't know, but I was just listening to my body. I was, however, keenly aware that fluids were really important. I mentioned I'm back in the UK and that's why it's pretty cold here when we actually landed. Today it's a bit about about six, seven degrees. A bit of a change from the usual Brisbane uh, around 35 degrees when we left, uh, Celsius by the way, not Fahrenheit. Um, when we actually landed in the UK, it was minus three. And we'd gone from, it was 37 degrees C when we left Brisbane, it was minus three degrees when we landed. Literally 40 degrees C difference. <laughs> That's quite a lot. That's quite a lot. What's that, like 100 degrees Fahrenheit difference to my American, American friends? Something like that. That's a big difference in temperature, at, you know, external temperature. So hence the, the fire. Yes, yeah, that side. Um, but we would come off a pretty much a 24-hour flight, about 26 hours in total. And I hadn't drank that much. The food was pretty terrible on the flight, so I hadn't really had much food or anything there. So I was conscious of fluid, I was conscious of electrolytes, I was making sure I got my fluid in. But anyone that knows anything about carnivore, fluids and electrolytes, particularly electrolytes, can be an issue on carnivore. And I was conscious that I'm in the UK, I don't have any electrolyte drinks, I didn't really have that much good quality salt available, and I probably had COVID. Obviously now I know I have COVID. Didn't really want to go out to the shops and stop buying loads of stuff and exposing other people. So what I actually did was ate a little bit of carbohydrates. Didn't really do much on that first day, but subsequent days I've actually been eating a little bit of carbohydrates. Now, what I've not been eating is junk food. I've not been eating, you know, garbage. I've not been eating mince pies and like sausage rolls and drinking mulled wine and all that kind of stuff that we have here in the UK over Christmas time. I mean, sausage rolls aren't really a Christmas thing here in the UK. Just that's what my parents have in their, in their fridge, my mum. Now, what I've been having is basically things like fruit. You know, fruit is very low toxin, very low oxalates. I'm still very conscious of my oxalate intake. Um, you know, if you haven't seen my episode on oxalates, make sure you watch that one. Uh, link in the episode description for that. I'll put it up on the card somewhere up there as well. Um, so I'm mindful, I don't want to just start eating loads of garbage and then I'm probably going to get really unwell with that. No. So fruit is a carb source. When carbs help you to maintain electrolytes and anyone that does carnivore knows electrolytes can be an issue. Anyone that does animal based very much knows they don't have issues with electrolytes at all. Carbs do help you with electrolytes. Now, I'm not saying that carbs are essential. I'm not saying that carnivores should eat carbs. Don't get your knickers in a twist. The carnivore community, calm down, it's fine. But what I'm saying is, for me, right now, with COVID, a little bit of carbs, we're talking like 
a banana a day, not talking 400 grams of sugar, I'm not talking like four liters of fruit juice or anything. No, I'm not talking about that. Like one banana a day is helping me to maintain my electrolyte status. I don't have to worry as much about the salt that I'm having and I'm able to hold on to that fluid a lot better, which I think is probably going to be very beneficial for me during COVID. Now, I don't know if I'm in ketosis or not. I don't have any urine dipsticks here. I don't have a ketone monitor, anything like that. But I don't really care that much. Ketosis is not some magical thing where if you're not in ketosis that you're going to die. No, it's just, it's a state where you're mostly just utilizing ketones. I'm still producing ketones in my body. I probably am in ketosis anyway. One banana is not going to throw me out of ketosis. But no, I'm not measuring that. If anyone's wondering, ask me you know, in the comments, I'm not in ketosis. I don't know. I have no idea. Am I feeling any adverse effects from having a banana a day? No, I'm not. None at all. So that's not an issue at all. I'm having no adverse effects from a banana a day. And it's really helping, I think, me with my electrolyte issues. Um, otherwise, what else am I eating? Well, I'm not eating that much because uh, I'm just listening to my body. I'm not super hungry, but when I am, I've been having a banana a day. I've been having a lot of eggs. I've been having some steak and I've been having some roast beef. And that has been pretty much it. Uh, a few burgers here and there. It's been a little bit challenging because my mum doesn't do carnivore. She doesn't do animal-based or anything like that. She mostly just does standard diet, standard Western diet, which as we all know, is not great. And I'm not gonna post pictures of her fridge and like fridge shame her or anything like that. But suffice to say, it's not the same as my fridge. So it's been a little bit challenging finding food that I want to eat. But she has got some steaks and stuff and some roast beef and some roast lamb and other things like that. And some load of eggs. So I've been eating just eggs and, and like a little bit of beef, bit of carbs here and there, like just a bit of banana and stuff here and there. That's really pretty much it. Uh, and salt and water. That's it. So it's a very slightly relaxed carnivore, just in the sense that I've been eating a tiny bit of, uh, bit of banana. Otherwise, it's basically carnivore and fasting. And that's what I'm planning on doing. Um, my brother... He's actually just sent me a message. If anyone heard the ding, that was my brother actually sending me a message saying he's he's just arrived. Uh, locally, they're staying in a hotel nearby. Uh, we did tell them that we've got COVID, but they're coming anyway, so that's their that's their decision. Uh, but mum's planning a big, you know, kind of dinner tomorrow and so on. So what am I going to eat tomorrow? I'm going to just eat the turkey and I'm going to eat a roast beef and that's what I'm going to eat. And I might have a bit of carrot, maybe. Something you like, you know? I'm going to stick to my carnivore principles. I'm not really eating junk food. I'm not eating, you know, sausage rolls and mince pies. I'm not drinking mulled wine and uh, all these other things, Christmas cake and all that kind of stuff that, you know, my mum's going to be serving. I'm not going to be eating it. And she's slightly offended by that, but she understands that this is me and my health. And so I think she kind of gets it. So that's it really, guys. I mean, I've kind of rambled a little bit. I apologize if I've, I've gone on, but I've got COVID. I'm on day three. Pretty much after day one, I felt fine. I really haven't had to do anything much with it. I've 
fasted for the first 24 hours then i've just done an ever so slightly relaxed carnivore with a bit of banana because it's a very low toxicity fruit and it's got potassium i've been having all oh, bacon i've been having bacon for potassium as well <laughs> a lot of potassium in bacon and salt so i've been having salt i've been having bacon i've been having mince i've been having steak i've been having uh, roast beef roast lamb and uh, that's pretty much been it and a banana a day just for those electro help with those electrolytes so uh, let me know in the comments on YouTube um, if you've had COVID and Carnivore, what your thought, what your experiences were, what your thoughts were. Has Carnivore helped you maybe deal with Carnivore with with COVID? Sorry, maybe with long COVID. Has Carnivore helped you? Love to know your your thoughts in the comments below. Uh, like, share, comment, all that kind of stuff. Follow me at the Meat Medic across all major channels. Thanks, guys, and I'll see you in the next episode.